0: Sporting Dog Adventures Run, boy, that was run. awesome. Everything you Good need boy, is here hair under the sun. Everything you need is here under the sun. The Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast is proudly brought to you by Saki Acres Retrievers. Whether you're looking for a black, yellow, or chocolate Labrador retriever puppy, please check out our website for more information at www soggyacres.com. You can also email Jeff at sportingdogtv at gmail.com or call 262-215-9683. And remember, everyone deserves a soggy dog. Hey, welcome to the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Fuller. I know we had talked about having a show once a week. Um, Very much had my world thrown upside down on me. As many of you know, in the past, uh, coming up on four years ago, I lost my middle child, uh, Cole, to a suicide, and it really rocked our world, changed how I lived, changed me as a person, changed me as a father. And it's taken me until now to come on and talk to people because I've just been a mess, but we lost on the 27th of January, lost my son Callahan in a car accident. As a parent, there's nothing I can say other than you are just at a loss of words. Losing one child is hard enough, but losing a second child, oh man, it's, you feel like you've given enough, like you've suffered enough, like your world is gonna turn around and things are gonna get better. And they really had. We had come out of a battle over the last Decade of a bad divorce. We had moved to a new house. My son Clayton and his fiance had moved in with us We were a family. Callahan's career That he was shooting for was as a as an airline pilot. Everything had fallen into place And he was basically set For his future. We had a school set up whether it's his flight school or his college. He had a job we got such great reports back on what a fine young man he was working he was he was just a, a blessing to parent it was um uh, it was it was ease you still had things you had to parent with but as far as parenting a kid i couldn't have asked for a better kid so on that night it was bad weather um I had, uh, we have Life 360 on uh, my kids' phones so that we know where they're at. Uh, we got a crash announcement, went to the scene of the accident because I knew where the crash was because of the app on his phone, and it was just, I, I knew, having been in law enforcement, I knew that uh, he didn't survive, and since then, it's, it's just been a struggle. People will say that I'm strong because I can come on here, and I will tell you it's nothing but the opposite. Um, I feel that it's my job, my path to talk to others, whether it's about dogs or about kids. And I don't want to say this is healing for me, but I hope people learn the cautionary tale of my life, which is <clears throat> no matter how much success you've had, and I've had a lot. I've, I've, I came from a kid that lived in an apartment and dreamed of having 40 acres to hunt on. At some point, someday in my life to having had a TV show, hunted all over North America, I've had another show I hosted. We've had just unlimited success in the dog world and you can say that I've got fame and fortune, but what I can tell you is that none of that buys time. When we look at things in life, we always look at being successful. Success is defined for me by my kids and it's it's really difficult because i know my boys are still here with me in spirit and someday i get to see them again but on a selfish note you want them here when i think of my kids and raising them and dogs and how we've had dogs involved i will tell you that having gone through this now my gosh for a second time i don't know how people get by without dogs. Dogs are my counsel, they are my escape. They know when you are emotional and they do not judge. I don't know how people get by without having that unconditional love in such a cruel world. We have our dogs in the house. We also sell what I always tell people is a dream to people. We sell them a future dream, which is a puppy. We help them at times with training but I could not get through these things that we have suffered through without having dogs. Dogs were a big part of Cal's life. Our dog, Ace, who is uh, one of our main stud dogs. We have two stud dogs. Um, Ace was Cal's dog. Um, He would take Ace in his room. That was his buddy. Ace would see him and just get excited. And we've now basically adopted ace out to my son Clayton and his fiance because ace 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 was struggling too he would always wait for Cal to come home and he would I mean he was his best friend so it's you know we've raised our dogs we're a dog family we've raised them with these animals and raising these animals and letting them see unconditional love and hopefully I'm judged in the end by my kids as providing them unconditional love. And it is something that has been a blessing for us to have this home-based business, to be able to spend more time with our kids, more time with our dogs and more time altogether. And it has just been something that it's helped. I will tell you that having nine years on on television, I've got some of the best home videos anyone could ask for. They are so hard to watch. Um, just not there yet where I can watch them. I wasn't even there yet where I could really watch them with Cole. And Cole's, Cole passed away four years ago. Almost. It is something that I will cherish because I know I have them. And started journaling um, about my fun times uh, that I had with Cal. I called the Book of Cal. And the Book of Chaos, it, it, it the interesting part is all of the fun memories I have are, or most of them, are in the outdoors or with dogs involved or both. And it is something that when I need to go to my happy place, when I need to close my eyes and just calm myself down, I always picture myself out in the world, out in the outdoors, with my kids, because that is how we connected. That is how we did things. Now, like any parent, I always have those guilt feelings about having gotten on my kids because you have to parent them. But it all falls back to, I think, of those fun memories. And what I wanna do in the next two sections is talk about a fun hunt I had with Cal, and then talk about lessons that I taught my son in the outdoors for our hunting section in the end. So we're gonna have three sections. This whole show will be about my son Cal because I don't know, I'm a, a content creator and how else do I honor my sons than to have content out there about them, about their lives and about what they meant to me. I'm gonna try not to uh, fall apart, try not to cry. I've done enough of that. But in the end, if I have to hit pause, we'll hit pause. But as far as Cal, (laughs) having him on the TV show, my gosh, so many memories. When he was really little, we had this weird interview we did in South Dakota with this lady with this owl. And it just, it turned out fine. But he was such a sport about it. He was so little. And they were teaching him about um, an owl uh, at this nature center. And after we had this hunt where we did uh, pheasant hunting, when we would take Cal on these hunts, he was really little. I mean, my other boys, Clayton, gosh, he was 10 when we started TV. So that would have been, holy cow, 12 and a half, 12 years ago. So Cal would have been six. So you're trying to drag this little kid along and have them keep up and we're on adult hunts we're on hunts where we're filming and i mean he had short little legs ultimately cal ended up the tallest of my boys he uh he ended up six six three um he had size 13 shoes he was six three and gosh like 150 pounds i think he lied on his driver's license said he was 165 there's no way he was he was he was such a thin kid he would always uh, come out of his room in our our funny thing that I would always do in the morning was let me see your pants because his pants were always floods. He didn't want to spend, spend money, even if it was our money on clothes. And then I would tell him, you know what, go put a different pants on and find your butt. Cause he just didn't have a butt. He was so skinny. And he, uh, <clears throat> on these hunts, on these hunts, he would, uh, he would just try to keep up because he was such stubby legged kid. I mean, it's, uh, but it was fun because you could have him out there and you could teach him things he'd be my dog handler i would have him doing the whistles i would have him calling the dog he was little so with with my kids when they weren't old enough to hunt and they were the handlers whether it was it was it was usually coal or cow because clayton was barely old enough to start hunting um i would have them as the bird carriers as well it was as a dad you know you're stuffing as many birds as you can into their uh, into their back and uh, their uh, bird carrier. And uh, it, w- it was always fun watching. them. They're chugging along, stumbling along. You're trying to get him to keep up. Uh, telling him he's got he's to put, put put his chest into it when he's blowing into his whistles. Trying to teach him how to, how to, how to blow a duck call when we're out duck hunting. Just so many fun memories that I hope, again, that people learn the importance of time. No matter how much money you make, how much fame you have, how many great experiences you have personally in your life, you're not going to be able to buy time. I think back of that and I was talking to to my wife and also my kid and a couple of other young people and realized that with how my businesses work and the fact that I'm at home, I probably got to spend more time with my sons at 17 and 18 than most parents get in a lifetime. I always made time for them and I'm so happy for that because I still feel like I should have made more. But learn about the importance of time, learn about the importance of spending time with them in the outdoors. I don't care if you don't hunt, but gosh, go hiking, go sit by a lake, go outside, leave the phones at home, and just enjoy being out there. It is something that I cherish. Again, it's 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 hard because it, it puts me in tears to think about different times. But at the same time, I'm journaling these fun times I had with Cal because I don't want to forget them. I'm getting old, uh, getting to the point where I'm probably going to start forgetting a lot of things. So I'll have these memories. I have to make sure I write. So it's legible. I'm a very sloppy writer so that I can still read it. And uh, I will have this so that it is there so I can go back and read these. But again, I'm going to do my best to kick myself on the rear end and get back on the podcast wagon and uh, put out more podcasts. It's just been a struggle. I have just not been in a good place. And hopefully this helps me you know it's one of those things where you dread putting out a podcast because you know the 800 pound grill in the room is you have to talk about it now i guess i don't have to but we have enough people on social media and i have enough friends and, and co-workers and uh and, and sponsors and different people that listen that it does need to be addressed at a time and i think that's one of the reasons i've been pushing it off is not knowing when I was going to be able to hold it together to actually talk. I finally got to that point today. I wasn't planning on doing a podcast and I just made the decision. Today's the day. Today is the day that we will talk about my youngest boy, Cal. He was 18. He was one of the happiest kids you'll ever meet. Big smile. And someone that, The world is a worse place without him, but he is with his older brother and we'll get to see him again. So stay tuned for the next part, which will be my favorite hunt with Cal. We'll have all that and more coming up after this. If you love the shooting sports, like I do, you need to check out our friends at Mac Outdoors. They have fantastic products, whether you're looking at shot shell or metallic reloading, or you want to get yourself a clay thrower so you can practice up for the season. For more information, check out their website at mechoutdoors.com. It's Jeff Fuller from the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast, and I need a little help. Please stop what you're doing and give us a five-star rating. Follow us on the platform you're on. Give us a thumbs up. And above all, share our podcast with your friends and family. Our podcast will grow even more and we can get more people involved in the sport we love with dogs in the field. Hey, welcome back to the show. So got myself composed now. Um, It's funny because I think about the my favorite hunts uh, with my son Callahan. And I'm a very blessed person because I have so many, so many times that were just wonderful memories. Um, Trying to think back, you always think back to the last hunt or, oh my gosh, uh, for the Hunting Guy podcast, I'll probably talk about my favorite big game hunt because I have a, a deer that we shot together and got mounted. But I had a week in 2019 where Cal and I made the decision, we were going to go up, and we were going to really give her for the early teal season in Wisconsin, and we had great success, and honestly, success we've we've never uh, never had since. And it was just the right year. There were a lot of birds. The water was at the right level. Um, we scouted. We had good spots, and one of the uh, one of the hunts we went on was in a spot that uh, Cal called the glory hole because it was just my goodness that year there were so many birds in it and he and I went out and we got out early we got the decoys out we're sitting there and birds just started dropping in as we were waiting for shooting hours now in Wisconsin when they have teal season they worry about bird ID so normally in your waterfall hunting uh, across the U.S. and across Canada, uh, shooting starts uh, usually about 30 minutes before actual sunrise when there's good daylight, but the sun is not. What they do in Wisconsin is it is at sunrise. So the birds are moving usually 45 minutes to an hour before sunrise. You can hear them zipping around. They're going to the feeding areas, they're landing. And we were out there, we got our decoys set up, and we're just sitting in the dark, and you could just hear plunk, 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 plunk as birds are just dropping in. And we were like, oh my goodness, this is gonna be the most fun hunt. To this time during that season, we had already had some nice hunts. Uh, it's six birds uh, per hunter, so it's 12 birds. Uh, we had had some eight bird, hun- eight bird hunts. I think we had a 10 bird hunt. We were having great success, but nothing like this day. And it was one of those days where you just wished that you would have had more people with you. Uh, there were so many birds. So, <coughs> As you wait until sunrise, you can see really well. I mean, the light's coming up and we're trying not to move. You're trying to keep the dog still and there's birds landing all around us. We probably had somewhere in the neighborhood of like 75 birds in the glory hole spot that we were in and it got that name after this hunt. We are sitting there and it's like, all right, shooting time's coming. Both of us pick out a different bird and do a one, two, three, and then shoot. So we're ready, one, two, three, we shoot. We had 75 birds in there, I think we got one bird total. It was It was just, it was like, how can I kill something that's 75 yards flying away but I can't kill something on the water at 20 yards away? So regardless, we got our, our one bird at that time, had the dog go out, retrieve it, and then just flock after flock after flock of birds came in. Again, if I would have had, adult shooters nothing against Cal but he was never the best shot if I would have had adult shooters we would have probably put 30 birds on the water so we're hunting we're hunting we're hunting we're shooting we're shooting we're shooting Uh, we get to a point where we need one more bird and I'm like you know what Cal this one's all you I'm like go ahead you get the last bird I didn't know who shot what or where we were at in, in the number of birds each of us have taken i mean a lot of times several birds would come in you both shoot the same bird but on this day it was like all right we're gonna let him shoot the last one after the fifth group of birds i said i'm gonna shoot with you we had one single come through we both shot put the bird down and got it and it was just we didn't we had so many more days coming up we had we actually had a, uh, a hunt three days later in the glory hole with clayton now fiance Cal and myself and to tell you how good they shot I put my gun down after a while and I think they went through like eight boxes of shells to the point where Clayton said dad I think we need to go back to the to the shack and get more shells and I'm like no I, I think we're done like you guys have shot enough I think we shot 16 or 17 birds but it was just that year it was just that spot and this was that hunt that I got to share with just my son took some really beautiful photos of him with those birds he was such a pretty kid was a, just a just a great photo <clears throat> great memories and it was the first season after we lost uh, lost his brother Cole so it was something where we were emotional about it because we were out hunting after having lost Cole and we felt like Cole was hunting with us like he was there with us helping us uh, get these birds apparently he didn't help his little brother shoot because I had to help on the last bird, but It was a memory that I will always cherish. It was one that, my gosh, I just wished we would have had still been filming because this was the year, that year, we shot so many ducks that year. It was just such a good year. And it's just, we haven't rivaled it since. And that spot will always be the glory hole. It's Cal's spot. And it is behind his favorite deer spot, which we always call the Black Stand food plot. He is called Black Stand. And it is, it is one of those things that it'll always be this great memory that I have that I shared with him. I've already written about it in my journal. And it is something that was just a great story and a great time that I had with uh, my youngest son. So I hope you enjoyed this part of the show. On the last part of the show, we're going to talk about how I'd involved with the dogs when we were out in the field as you're hunting. All that and more coming up to this. Welcome to Boucher in Janesville, where customer service is our number one priority. Our customers come back to us because of the experience that we provide for them. We are here to make sure that we find you the right car, one that fits your budget, and do so in a timely manner. When we say we ride with you every mile, it means we care about you and how you are treated. Our certified technicians are here to help you with all your service needs. Visit us today at Boucher.com. At Boucher, we ride with you every mile. Welcome back to the show. This is the last section of this episode. Again, this show has been about my son Callahan who passed away. Um, but it is how you get your kids involved in hunting and lessons you can learn, you can teach them, and uh, just just good times you can get them involved. When I work with my kids, I try to have them handle the dogs. Now as a parent, being type A, I will stop them and just take over at times but i always made sure that cal was working with dogs his dog was ace um he was at that age now where he was going to be able to go out and take ace hunting with him uh, where i would trust him that he would do a good job and that they'd be safe and that the dog would listen to him worked with them on training and that would be the key is when you get your kids involved in hunting and you want to have them involved with hunting with the dog don't make the first time that they're handling be when it's in the field. There's just too much pressure. Have them work on training, have them work in a pond, have them work in the yard. Teach them how to properly release the dog on a retrieve, how to have the dog come back in, come into hand, what to do if the dog drops the bumper or bird if they haven't been commanded to drop it, and also to make sure that they understand they have to have them come in and drop it to the hand uh recently i was i took cal out this was the last hunt that we went on it was uh about a week before he passed away uh we went out to a game farm and we went on an upland hunt and i was trying to teach him how you keep the dogs in close working with him on that now i've worked with this gosh on the tv show we worked with him on it but he's at that age again now where dean coming out of his teenage years and actually listening uh I wanted him to get to the point where he would take the dogs out himself so that he could really enjoy doing stuff that I did when I first got started with dogs. And it was teaching him how far out the dog should be, how to call them back in, release them, how to make sure the dog's coming in and finishing a retrieve, and just making sure that everything is set. Um, it's funny, on that hunt, I had said, well, I'll go through the heavy cover and you guys stay on the outside. And I look over, and we're halfway through, and we flushed a few birds. I'm like, What are you doing in here? He's like, Well, I'm trying to push the birds too. I had to explain to him, You're on the outside and the only person on the outside. And I'm in here with the dogs trying to be a dog to get the birds out to you. So make sure you stay out there. So it's just all those little tips that you have when you, I guess, strategize on your hunts and trying to help them with it when it's not pressure packed, more of a training type hunt and also giving them time so that they can be successful. Trust me in the fact, you will never ever regret having these times with your kids. So I'm gonna try to do um, every week now again. Uh, I will do my best. Uh, Probably we'll have a few more episodes about uh, my sons, Cole and Cal. Um, But in the end, I hope you guys enjoyed enjoyed the show. I hope you guys learned a lesson from this. Again, I never try to preach. I always hope that people can learn from different things for me in life, whether it be the love of dogs, the love of the outdoors, but on this one, the love of your kids. Have a great week. God bless. Sporting dog adventures, run, boy, run. Everything you need is here the sun